Well, Nick, I want to thank you for asking me back for this AMA and um, proposing the idea that we talk about what it's like to be a busy professional person with a real life who is trying to get healthy because I thought that was a great idea um, because most of us are probably in that situation. Um, so anyway, thanks for that yeah. again. Yeah. Um, pleasure having you back. Thank you for taking the time again. Yeah, it's been proposed by our community that we talk about this with, uh, with you for the reason that, I mean, we all have very, very busy lives and sometimes we just forget to do what's good for us. Mm -hmm. so, so thank you so much. And we can, we can address this by um, kicking it off. I mean, with what can busy professionals to do to be healthy in general? Right. Um, and I guess this is the question that most of us probably just ask ourselves, even if, you know, even if we're like a stay at home mom or we work from home and we have a more flexible schedule, we're always trying to, to figure out how things piece together. Um, you know, one thing that comes to my mind is always, it's not so much like the food or nutrition piece so much, or even the exercise. I think it already starts a lot with the mindset piece. Um, because in a little discussion before this, you, you were talking about, about how there's friction with that, you know, that we often have a hard time to do the thing that we know we should do because we often believe we don't have time. I think that's, you know, our, our concept of time and priorities is probably one right. thing, right? That's difficult to deal with. So um, I'd probably start with the, the headspace before I would even go on to the nutrition and exercise piece uh, when it comes to a busy health professional. So I guess, the, or a busy professional, I guess the question would be, first of all, um, how are you filling your time? And are you giving any priority to these spaces like nutrition and uh, exercise or sleep? So, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I totally understand. And I agree with you. Uh, it, 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 it depends on prioritizing, right? Mm. I mean, we all have 24 hours in a day. And I mean, it depends on what's more important to us. At the same time, uh, a question that was raised in the community was, um, we're not only responsible for ourselves, we have families, we have um, parents getting older. How, how can we also accommodate that and also try to be, uh, you know, be keeping honest with ourselves uh, for our priorities? That's a very good question. And I think that's actually probably um, the biggest struggle for most of us. You know, I was doing an interview the other day with a guy who, who lost 30 kilos. And that was the question. Actually, it wasn't even the question. He brought this up. He said, you know, I had to ask myself, what is my biggest why? And his biggest why actually wasn't necessarily just his own health. It was his extended family. So he knew that everything that he's choosing to do and finally choosing to change um, was not just going to affect him, but affect the people around him. Now, if we're talking about 
coordinating schedules and being responsible for so many things. I mean, I, I don't want to seem mean, but it has a lot to do with organization of time and delegating things that you can do and you can't do. So again, it's back to how are you prioritizing and where are you putting your energies? Um, and so I, I, like I said, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm being mean, but um, it, it really does have to do with sitting down and, and really thinking about where we're putting our energies and our focus in each things. Because some things are mandatory. You just can't not do something, right? But there's other things that might have to stay on the back burner or we have to really just plan things out so we can fit, fit them in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, to, to be honest, I've, uh, I've heard a lot of stories with people that wake up at 6 a.m. and go home at 9 p.m., right? Uh, and it's very difficult to stay healthy or go to the gym. But one thing I've, I've heard is that, hey, you know, most of us on our lunch break, because we want to stay healthy so much, instead of going for lunch and being, you know, tired the rest of the day because as you know, after you eat, you need a bit of time to recover and gain energy. Um, these friends go to the gym for one hour or they walk around in the park, which is a kind of a, a health hack, as they call it, to stay healthy, get their daily activity in, and when they go home, they have they meditate for a few minutes, just slow down, and then they rest. So there's a lot of things we can do, and a, a lot of small small periods of time we can um, take advantage of to actually stay healthy. What's what's your take on that? Um. So. Actually, that's a good point because I remember when I was working in a clinic and giving consultations and I had a gym about 500 meters from my clinic. And on my lunch break, you, you said exactly what I did. I would run to the gym. I would only work out for 20 minutes and then I'd take a quick shower and I'd run back. So that left me with like maybe 15 minutes to eat lunch or to have something like that. Now, was that a positive thing to do? Well, it was kind of the only time that I really had on those longer days to, to fit that in. So for me, that was acceptable. So this is what I think. If you set your expectations too high, you will do nothing. And when you just mentioned, you know, those little periods of time during the day that you can take advantage of, I think that's the key right there because you're not you know, doing like some clients I have who are training for Ironman triathlons and they work a full-time job and somehow they can fit it in. What you're trying to do is start with those little points that you touched on. Um, so yeah, so I think setting the bar too high is where we often go wrong. Totally agree. And I've been reading on a few newer research that's a, uh, has been published, I think, a, a year ago or a few months ago, even. And they say that high-intensity workouts, short high-intensity workouts of 10, 15 minutes could even be more beneficial than 
spending one and a half or two hours in the gym. And to be honest, if you're in the gym for one and a half and two hours, most people I personally see, they spend five minutes between sets talking to each other or waiting for a machine to free up. Uh, and sometimes I get tired of it. So I just, I just go to a small corner. I, I catch, uh, I grab a kettlebell, uh, a mat and a skip rope. Mm-hmm. And then I just, I just go at it, mm-hmm. you know, a few push-ups, uh, a few swings, then uh, some double skips, short breaks, and then 10, 15 minutes, I'm trying to catch a breath. And then I look at my watch and I've already burned 500, 600 calories. Wow. So <laughs> uh, it's, it's also about being efficient, I, I believe. Mm. Right? And going back to your why, going back to your why, I've experienced this well while my, my father and my mother were crying when they saw me uh, when I was 112 kilograms, right? They said, we don't want to lose you, son. What are you doing? You have to fix yourself. Sure. So <laughs> I, I think it, it really depends. I've also heard a story from, uh, from a, a public figure I follow, Ed, Ed Milet. Uh, so he was unhealthy himself. And the doctor stated, you know, if you want to be at your daughter's wedding, you need to change yourself right now. Mm. So at that specific point of time, everything was rewired in his brain. And he said, you know, we, we got to fix this. So, I mean, even if it's 10 minutes a day mm-hmm. of working out or 10 minutes of meditating a day, it's still, it's still better than nothing. So, um, you know, I think a lot of us, when we're first starting to try to fit all these things into our lives, because they, we know that they're good for us. A lot of times we're coming from a place of actually, I don't know how to choose the workouts to do, or I don't know what the best diet for me is, or, um, I see people doing it like this, so I should probably be doing it like this. And, you know, it, it's, a, it's difficult a lot of times to come to the place where we admit to ourselves that we actually just don't really know where to start. And having conversations like we're having right now and having conversations between friends is the way that we start getting the ball rolling. Well, you know, it worked for my friend like this, so maybe I could try like this. You could, but you might find out that it doesn't work for you like that. Um, so, you know, it, it's good to speak to somebody who has a little bit more experience to help you. But it's not to say that, you know, speaking to the people around you is a good place to start um, to get some basic examples of, of, of what you should be doing. So I think, first of all, admitting that, you know, I might not know what to do is, is a, great, a great thing. And then um, seeking for help and having conversations with people to actually to take the step to start doing something is also important. Was it, was it like that for you when you went on this gigantic health journey? So, um, for me, it was a, a bit different since I had, um, in the beginning, no one to push me. And mm-hmm. obviously when, when you're trying to take the first steps, it's this kind of, something pulling you back Hmm. that you're not good enough or you don't want to go to the gym because you're going to look bad. 
or uh, you don't want to eat healthy because you don't have time to cook. There's a lot of um, things going through your mind at a specific point of time when you just have to do something. And what I found was that uh, one day I just texted a friend of mine to him, whatever I say, whatever I do, just kick my ass and make me do it. Make mm-hmm. me work out. Mm-hmm. And the first time, the, the first time I, I went for a run, and obviously because I was went overweight, my, my, feet, my feet started hurting. So as you said, some things don't work out the way we want to. Mm-hmm. So then I had to regroup and say, okay, we need to start uh, a different way. So what I did was I started uh, incorporating walking meetings, as I call them. So whenever I had a meeting, I started walking, I had the meeting and it was 30 minutes of walking and I didn't even realize because I was, I was engaging in other things. So um, that's how it started. And on average, that month I had 15 to 16,000 steps Wow, every that's day. Amazing. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's these small things that we don't even realize that make a difference. I mean, we're we're all stuck in a chair in in a sedentary lifestyle, and this is what is changing right now. We're incorporating different types of um, small health hacks to help us, uh, you know, be better. I, and as you said, I want to bring this up. I, I I've been following you a lot on Instagram, and I have. I'm seeing what you're doing with a five-minute meals, right? Mm. So why don't you talk to us about that a bit more? It was a question that came up in the community, how people can be healthier and cook meals very fast if mm-hmm. they have, you know, uh, if they don't have that much time. So please. Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, this is going to sound so basic, but <laughs> it's... Um, you know, we always have to look at what cooking utensils we have available. And if you have a good frying pan, then you're there, you know, you've got half the battle done for you. And even if you have a microwave, there's so many things that you can microwave. Um, so I'm not going to tell people not to use the microwave because um, there's a lot of, a lot of complications out there with microwaves, but don't worry about that. So, um, if you have small utensils that you can use for cooking, if you have a good frying pan, if you have a baking sheet, if you have an air fryer or like a slow cooker or any of those apparatuses, um, it will make your cooking a lot easier. And uh, in those little five-minute meals that I've been making that I, I always make because that's just how I cook, um, I use a, a ton of frozen vegetables. Um, and... I use um, meat that I've usually um, taken out of the freezer the night before or that I've defrosted in the microwave because I'm running late. Um, I'm not a vegan or a vegetarian, so I do eat animal protein. So I always have eggs ready and it's so easy, you know, to boil some eggs and all that kind of stuff. So in these five minute meals that I've been doing in my frying pan, I literally just get out frozen vegetables, with onions and garlic, that's actually frozen too. Um, I throw in that protein, um, if it's been pre-cooked, cool. If not, I just cook it within the vegetables. And then I um, usually throw some kind of a sauce on top or spices, um, even just like tomato sauce, you know, um, or throw some eggs on top. And there you go, I'm done. Um, And it literally, 
doesn't take that much time to cook for myself. Um, because honestly, my kids are at school during the day, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, and it's just my husband because he works from home too. So uh, I personally don't have any excuses. <laughs> I, I, can, I can cook pretty quickly for myself. And it's something that I think that applies to other utensils. So if you have a baking sheet, you can put all that stuff on a baking sheet and, and bake it in the oven. Or you can do that in a slow cooker, you know, turn it on the night before so that the next day when you get up, it's, it's ready. So it's just a little bit of pre-thinking and um, buy frozen, buy canned, buy jarred. Don't feel bad about those things um, because it actually makes your life a lot more uh, efficient, like you mentioned. <laughs> efficient, yeah. yeah. So going back to efficiency, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that work from home now. Uh, <clears throat> and what I've been constantly hearing is, you know, I'm bored. I don't want to get out of the house to go to the supermarket anymore. I'm used to being comfortable in my house. So mm -hmm. I'll just order. So um, wh what can people do about this to be better instead of, you know, ordering processed and fried foods that are definitely um, not good for their health? Well, here's the thing. Um, first of all, we have to clarify, you know, nutritious food and less nutritious food because sometimes, and I think we've talked about this before, um, it is really a lot easier to buy processed foods or um, fast food, if you want to call it that. And sometimes we can make better choices even within the fast food market. Um, and I'm not here, I'm not telling you to go out and buy fast food. I'm just letting you know that, yes, you can get a ready-made salad from McDonald's, um, or you can buy the chicken burger or whatever, or the filet of fish. I don't know what they have. It's so different in every country. Um, and, you know, instead of getting the French fries, swapping it for a side salad or a soup or whatever. So uh, technically you, you can still upgrade your meals even if you're still stuck in the fast food thing but if if you can afford to be ordering all the time and you have access to the apps that will send food to you um you know there's so many options that we really we don't have an excuse anymore <laughs> that we can buy um healthier options so and maybe you found this for you too um Let's, let's go with the Friday night pizza, for example. We, we eat pizza on Friday Ooh. nights. So yeah I, okay. yeah, I usually make the pizza, but oftentimes we order it from like this wood oven place and it's a little bit more expensive and it tastes great. Or I buy fresh pizzas from the supermarket and just stick them in the oven when we get home. But I don't technically eat the whole pizza. You know, I might eat half the pizza and then have a salad on the side. So you can just upgrade it with a little bit of vegetables or maybe there's like an instant soup uh, from the supermarket or something like that that you can get delivered to you or go pick up. And you can always upgrade this meal that you like with some kind of a side that is gonna be still filling um, or a baked potato with lots of vegetables on it or, or whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't think that I can really say we have an excuse that we can't choose healthy options, but we might need to know what are the options that we can choose actually, right? Yeah. yeah. Some, sometimes there's too many options, as you said, nowadays. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, f- for me especially, I don't want to think that much. I don't want to waste a lot of cognitive energy in what I'm going to eat. <clears throat> so I, most of the times I go to the places I know that they're, they're of good quality, good price, and, you know, time efficient, right? Oh, yeah. So we can definitely give a list to the, to the people hearing this of some uh, healthy options they can uh, definitely have access to. And yeah, I mean, I, I going back again at the efficiency problem, it's, it's easy to, to buy, to, to buy takeout, right? Yeah. Get a burger. Um, but it's like from what we've talked about right now, it's also easy to make good health decisions. So I had this discussion with a friend of mine. He said, you know, like, I, I love I love junk food and I get so much happiness from eating it, but also um, their health is not the best. So okay. it's also giving them motivation to eat healthy, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. we just want to eat that pizza, right? Sometimes we don't want to even touch the frying pan or put something in the oven. We just want to order a pizza and lie on the couch watch Netflix. So how can we give people the motivation to to be healthier well you know you mentioned something in the beginning of our conversation that i thought was interesting you talked about you know what will i look like when i go to the gym or and that brought to me the the thought of do i actually deserve this you know Mm -hmm. do i fit the profile i'm i'm not like that other person so that's that's not something that i do Um, and I think the mindset piece comes here first too, which is how do you value yourself? And it's not to say that you value yourself less because you, uh, you go and eat junk food. No, I don't think so at all. Because if you enjoy eating a certain thing, then there's nothing wrong with that. So we have to, first of all, reset and reframe the situation and say, actually, yeah, of course I deserve to eat healthy and of course I want to eat healthy, but sometimes I also want to eat the pizza and the junk food or whatever. And there's always space and time for that. So um, there's two things that come to my mind right now. The first thing is what is blocking you from making that decision to choose that healthier option? Okay. And is that convenience or is that emotional because you have some kind of craving for that particular food? Um, And if it's convenience, well, then you can change the convenience part and say, okay, um, here are a few things that I'm going to focus on. A food that has some kind of a protein in it, okay, whether that's vegan, vegetarian, animal-based. It could be like rotisserie chicken, for example, and it comes with fries. Okay, fine. But also order the salad and try to put both things on your plates so that you're focusing on a protein meal, something that satiates you, and something that gives you gratification over the long term. So a lot of us make decisions, and maybe you've gone through this, I have, um, a lot of times based on, I need it now because I'm hungry, and so this is what works. And only until you become aware of that will you be able to break that cycle. So um, awareness in everything, and not just in this, is how we become able to make those decisions a lot better. Um, has this been your experience? Actually, the, the rotisserie chicken example is very, very accurate in my case. So um, 
uh, when I was trying to get, I'm a huge fan of fries, okay? Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I used to go to this, uh, this place and get half a rotisserie chicken and also fries and salad. Um, and I'm also a big fan of ketchup and mayonnaise, mm. but this was quite a bit a uh, long time ago. So what I started doing when I was in this health journey, as we spoke the other day, mm -hmm. I replaced ketchup and mayonnaise with yogurt. Oh, wow. Okay. With, with Greek yogurt. And what I kept telling myself is like, the fries are here, the salad is here, the chicken is here. What do I eat first? That's so, a good question of priorities so, too. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would fill up on the salad and the chicken. And at the end of that, I didn't even want to touch the fries. I love so, that strategy. Okay. <laughs> So, and, and, and this was because I actually started measuring my glucose levels, right? Um, I saw how much uh, my glucose, my metabolic health was affected when I ate those fries. So going back to this instant gratification thing, it made me not want to eat the fries just because mm -hmm. I, I was seeing how much it impacted me. Mm -hmm. So, and then when you research and you read more about how exercise helps, how, how much it values um, the, your energy and how much it helps your quality of sleep. And you say, hmm, I might try that because I want to be better because I value myself. So also it's, it's this mindset we're talking about. If you want to be better, you will in, at the end of the day, try to even incorporate these small health hacks in your day. Mm. And it's a, it's a process. It's what we said before. If you try to aim too big in the beginning, you will probably not, you, you're probably going to get upset and stop, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this, this is my experience with uh, my, my nutritionist, my clinical nutritionist. When, mm. when I was there, I told him, listen, I cannot eat six times a day. Mm. I cannot. I, it takes too much mental effort, too much time to prepare the meals. Uh, I, I have to schedule everything in my calendar so I don't forget. So he said, fine, let's go into intermittent fasting. Now, that's a very good topic, um, and it might work for some people. Um, because I know there's a lot of busy people who don't eat breakfast in the morning, for example, or they have their first meal of day later in the day. And... Um, that's an that's a very good option intermittent fasting so even if you do push your meals a bit later because you just you're not hungry in the morning before you go to work um, or before you start your day then that's completely okay too but the one thing that you do need to address is if you've never done that before um don't don't start it like that speak to someone that's a professional or someone that has experience in that area and then another thing too is that if you are already naturally doing intermittent fasting, then that's a plus for you because you don't have to worry so much about food prep. But if you're not, um, just be careful because a lot of times when we start pushing our meals and we're not doing it in a specific way, then it's just going to lead for us to overeat later on in the day. And so for some people, it doesn't work. And for, for other people, it's just about learning how to do it so that it works for you. Yeah. Yeah, it's what we talked about. I mean, you cannot start with one meal a day <laughs> type of fasting, right? So the, the way mm -hmm. I, I, did, I did it was I would eat my last meal at 9 p.m. 
So three hours before I would go to sleep. Um, and then I would skip breakfast for the reason that I just, I just wanted to feel this kind of small amount of hunger, just mm-hmm. feel it. But I, I didn't want it to be overwhelming because I knew that at the end of the day, I would overeat, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, this, it's this mental barrier of being restricted from food in which we overcompensate later. Right, so I wanted to avoid that, and that's exactly why I started with 16 hours fasting and an eight-hour eating window. Yeah, yeah, and, and then that's... sorry, I took it a step higher after that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now I do OMAD. I eat once a day, and oh. um, there's there's many things you can do to actually um, not be hungry at night. So go for a walk, mm. meditate brush yeah. your teeth yeah and also mean. one one very big factor that i stopped doing was soft drinks i cut out all soft drinks because they make you hungry um and yeah i mean we can talk about intermittent fasting in, in our next week call that would be great and yeah, yeah I, we went over a, a few things just to summarize it's about priorities mm-hmm. in, incrementing small health hacks every day, even if it's just for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and value yourself. Yeah. yeah. If we had to summarize into three key bullet points, um, let's, let's also have the, the discord community link in the, in the bio. Mm-hmm. So people can ask questions. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of follow up questions after this. Uh, otherwise, I thank you so much for your time and, Let's speak again next week. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Nick.